Welcome to the Drink and Geek Out podcast. This is a show where we drink beer and geek out. You're listening to the Kirby Music episode featuring 450 North Fountain of Juice and Platform Shake Me Down with your host, Saf, and Pale. He's back. I made an appearance, finally. <laughs> Took a little uh, leave of absence, a little break, do some deal with personal stuff. <laughs> yep. But I'm ready to come back on and podcast it up. Um, a little Kirby info. Kirby is an action platformer video game series developed by HAL Laboratory and published by Nintendo. The series centers around the adventures of uh, of the titular young pink hero as he flies to save his home on the distant planet of Popstar from a variety of threats. The majority of the game in the games in the series are side-scrolling platformers with puzzle solving and beat 'em up elements. There's also like a miniature golf one <laughs> that you played, I think. Or yes, you... <laughs> uh, Kirby's Dream Course. Yeah, there's a couple different weird ones like that thrown in, but mostly they're platform games. Kirby has the ability to inhale enemies and objects into his mouth, spitting them out as projectile or eating them. If he eats certain things, he can gain the power or property of that object, manifesting as a new weapon or power-up called a copy ability. The series is intended to be easy to pick up and play, even for people unfamiliar with action games, while at the same time offering additional challenge challenge and depth for more experienced players to come back to. Currently, the Kirby series includes over 20 games and has sold over 34 million units worldwide, putting it in the top 50 best-selling video game franchises of all time. That's awesome. Yeah. So, I, we probably won't get to all of the games on this episode. I tried to stick with, like, the main platform games, not, like, the little side-offshoot spin-off games. Um, I think just me personally, the first game, I Kirby game I played was the first Kirby game on the Game Boy. And at that time, he wasn't pink because the game was, like, green. Cause the, oh, yeah. Because the Game Boy screen. But even on the box, he looked like a white ghost, like... If you go back and look at the original Game Boy box. So I'm not sure where he became pink down the line, but that's like his signature look now. What exactly is Kirby? I don't know. <laughs> An alien? Alien? I thought he saw like he was like a cloud, like a piece of cloud yeah. maybe. Um, he, does, he has the, because he like lives, he like flies around on stars and stuff. Like he, mm-hmm. he's from like pop star universe or something. So it's like, I don't know. He's just what he is. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he has to have a t- element or whatever. Yeah. So, for you, I made you play some Kirby games. Was that was, was that the first time you played Kirby? <laughs> or I d- I played the first one, Kirby's Dreamland. Yeah. On the um, Game Boy, I was introduced by Bricker. Okay. Uh, Bricker is my cousin. <laughs> yeah. We're me and him are about to are a year apart in age, so we basically grew up together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. So I played a little bit there. I don't think it actually came out in color, did it? It was remade later, I think. Okay, because I, I have like a fond or faint memory of playing it on the Game Boy Color. Yeah, I think so. it was re-released or, or if you played Game Boy games on like Game Boy Color, they like upgraded them somehow. Oh, okay. Add, like some yellows and stuff, but not a ton of color. Oh, a ton. Of, okay, but yeah, um, it was fun. Yeah, I really like that game. Yeah. 
and like every game since then has been pretty much the same formula really like sucking enemies they've changed them up here and there and i'll talk about that later as we go through the games the composer main composer i should say is june ishikawa um he is the senior sound composer at hal laboratory he was hired in 1990 and has been part of hal laboratory's sound composition ever since he has worked almost exclusively on the kirby franchise ever since the first title Kirby's Dreamland, often alongside fellow composer Hiroku- Hirokazu Ando. I'll just call him Hiro from now on. <laughs> he has also worked on other titles such as Hyperzone and Box Boy. I think Hiro was also like his assistant on those games too. Um, so a little bit about Hirokazu Ando, the last time I'm going to say his full name. <laughs> He's a veteran composer f- from HAL Laboratory. He has worked Prominently in the Kirby and Smash Bros. series, um, Kirby's Adventure and the first Smash Bros. being his most prominent works. And I found an interview with him, and so throughout this whole episode, I'm going to like read some of what he said. Or maybe I'll make Pale do that. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> um, just getting into the music, first little section I have here are the like title songs, like basically the first songs you hear when you boot up the game. And I'll just start with Kirby's Dream Land from the Game Boy, and it was released in 1992. And the composer is June Ish. <laughs> there it is. This is probably the song I'm most familiar with from the series, just because yes. I remember booting up the game, and this would be the first song you hear. It's fun. Yeah. Adventure. It. You're an adventure. Um, and all of the songs are like really lighthearted and kind of poppy and like yes. you kind of bobbing your head to them a little bit mm-hmm. in the whole franchise. Um, next we have the Kirby's Adventure on the NES 1993. Composer June and Hero. This game was re-released as Nightmare in Dreamland. It's a, uh, on the Game Boy Advanced in 2002 and that's where I originally played the game. Quiet. Let me turn that up. I believe this is the NES version. Okay. Sounds like there's some more like drums. Yeah. In this one. A little more power behind this music. Yeah. From the Game Boy to the NES, and like one year later, but it's not like Mario where they recycle the music. In. Like with their further title, it, it's like brand new song. Yeah, but it's still got that fun poppy feel. Next, we have Kirby's Dreamland Two on the Game Boy 1995. This is Hero and a new guy, Tabashi Ikigami. This one even feels like more fast paced. Yeah, it's like the tempo is like <laughs> jacked up on this one. I feel like maybe you're like in a hurry to get somewhere yeah. or you're being timed and you gotta break a, break a record. It almost could be like in a Sonic game, like it's oh, yeah. so sped up. Uh, next is the Kirby Superstar from the SNES 1996 composer June. And this is the one you've been playing lately on the 
SNE Classic. Yeah, the classic Super Nintendo. So I assume this is the main menu, like when you switch and because you get eight games to choose from. Yeah, this is like when it first comes up, um, and like you see like Kirby like kind of flying, and and then it after this, and then it takes you to the menu oh, option okay. where like seven or eight games like you mm-hmm. can be selected, but you actually have to you can't do all of them. You got to beat one. Oh, and really? Then it, to yeah. Unlock the, ah. So you got to do the first part, which is just like a remake of Dreamland. Mm-hmm. Um, it's real short. It's I had it done in like an hour. Yeah, because it was basically a mobile game. <laughs> yeah, basically. So it's like it's supposed to be easy to pick up, play, and beat in like one sitting. So then when I like was I finally beat the boss, which I believe it was BDD or whatever King DD King DD. Yeah, and then it unlocked another uh, another you. game I could play. That's pretty cool, though. Mm-hmm. They added to it, so it's not like oh I beat this game in one hour and now what do I do? There's seven more games to play. Yep. Okay, next we have Kirby's Dreamland number three on the SNES um, from 1997 with composer June. Still got that high pace, yeah. fast pace. But just a quick little thing to get you in the mood to play some Kirby. Um, next is Kirby 64, the Crystal Shards for the N64 in the year 2000 with composer. Both composers June and Hero on this one. It's like, a lot different. Yeah, I know. I think they're playing on that crystal, like the glimmery, shiny kind of feel. Yeah. It kind of feels like a like an ice level in like certain games. Uh huh. Yep. You know, like how Mario goes into like the spooky areas, yeah. and then it like drastically oh, yeah. changes. And this is kind of like the same thing. It, yeah. It's like you're not really in a rush or anything, like, but like it's it's like all new, new territory. It's quite dark for a Kirby game. Yeah. Interesting. I'd like to play that. Mm-hmm. Then we have Kirby and the Amazing Mirror back to the Game Boy Advance 2004 with a new guy. Um, composer Hironobu Inagaki and Atsuyoshi Itsumura. <laughs> I, sorry if I messed up these names. I don't. They're so difficult. <laughs> I would not be any better. Uh, here we go. Turn that up. This sounds kind of like an earlier one. I couldn't tell you which one it was, but it's something we listened to a few minutes ago. Very simple. Tempo's been brought down quite yeah. a bit. Let's see if that picks up on again here soon. Uh, Kirby Canvas Curse on the DS, the original DS in 2005. Composer June Ishurakarawa. <laughs> that was nowhere close. I feel like we should just take like the first four letters of the name and just like cut it off. <laughs> All right. And, and it was like Hiro or Atsu. Yeah. And Tabashi Ikigami. Next time, I'm going to say Tabby. <laughs> or is it Tada? Tadachi. So, yeah, Tada. Tada. <laughs> um, I actually played this game. This is a really cool, different take on the series because you're not like flying around. Because it's on DS, so you draw. Oh, yes. And you draw like a little path, basically, for him to 
he's a ball, so he rolls down that path. You can like do loop de loops, and then it'll like shoot out the end, and then you like knock yeah, into enemy and enemy enemies. Is that the game where like it's like a rainbow yeah. color? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I saw some gameplay where there was like some like fountains or something like coming down, and you had to like use your pen to like block them yeah. so he could get through. And mm-hmm. yeah, that seems like a like a cool concept. Yeah, there's a Wii U game that has that same concept, so it could be either one, like where you draw the on with the stylus to like that's pretty cool yeah i like that game um here it goes see this one sounds more like a dreamland yeah it does it's like a fantasy land yeah i don't think i really remember the music from this game because i always have the music's turned off on my DS because it oh, just right. like gets annoying for other people to listen to. <laughs> yep. And back then, you're not smart enough to put headphones yeah, in. Exactly. <laughs> and that goes on for a while. Next, we have Kirby Squeak Squad from the Nintendo DS in 2006. I think this goes back to like traditional Kirby game. Mm-hmm. The composers are Hiro, June, Tada, and Shogo Sakai. This kind of reminds me of Yoshi, this part. Yeah, it does. <laughs> a lot. Yeah, good call. that part's the sonic level where you're in the casino. Ah, oh, gotcha. I can't really think of what this one is. I can't think of what the instruments are. Like, there, yeah. I don't know, it's just probably... Uh, Computer some, sounds. <laughs> yeah, some big, like, keyboard. Synthesizer. Synthesizer, yeah. That's a real fun one. I like mm. that one. Um, and then next we have Kirby's Epic Yarn from the Wii in 2010 with composer Tomoya Tomita. Um, composer Tom, I'm going to say. Tom Tom. Uh, Tom, Tom. <laughs> he, so, this one, I listened to some of these tracks from this game, and it's really cool because it's like all like acoustic and piano and like stuff like that. So Have you seen gameplay of this one? Yeah. It's like every car- every character is like yarn, just yeah. built in like... I think it's really cool. I wanted to get this game. I just never did. I think they're remaking it for the Switch or something. Heck, it might be like almost the same as Dreamland. It's just the, yeah. the art is different on it. And you like interact with the world differently because you like pulling buttons down to like open up more rooms and stuff like that. It's kind of cool. Oh, cool. That would take the whole yarn thing to like a serious level. Mm-hmm. There's the piano. They really simplify all the music from like their fast-paced, like crazy synthesizers to just like simple piano music to go along with the yarn thing. So it sounds like an intro to like a movie or yeah. something. I like it. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it really adds to the ambiance. Contemporary. So next we got Kirby's Return to Dreamland from the Wii in 2011, and we got 
composers Hero and June back because they're returning as well. Now it's like full orchestra. Doesn't sound like something needs to be on like the Macy's Day Thanksgiving parade. (laughs) (laughs) Like a like a big float like going on the street and they're like dancers and Yeah. Um but Hero, I said he composed all the Super Smash Brothers games. And this is kind of like how they feel because they use like real orchestras to compose like the Nintendo and the Zelda songs. Yeah, you can definitely tell that it's like real instruments. Like flutes and clarinets, Mm -hmm. violins. So like trombones maybe. (laughs) Just takes the whole series to a different level. Like that's a trumpet right there, Mm -hmm. I believe. might be my favorite it's really cool yeah I got some good ones later too they might all be from Return to Dreamland we'll see remember that for later grade that down um next we have Kirby Triple Deluxe the 3DS 2014 with the same composers Hero and June I think in this game you actually play as three Kirby's I think that's where they get the title from oh really Triple Deluxe I think so Starting a racing Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. This sounds like menu music, maybe <laughs> like intro music to yep. like, the game. Well, that's what they all are. That's what they all are. Okay. The, the, well, this first section is all. It's supposed to be like the main menu. Oh, I, gotcha. I, I googled the main menu song. And okay. These are the songs I came up with. So, unless they were titled wrong, like. That makes sense then. It's like the main themes. Mm -hmm. This one's really cool too. Mm -hmm. Um, Now we have Kirby and the Rainbow Curse. Wii U 2015, composer Shogo and Megamu (laughs) Ohara. Megumi? I don't know. Um, but this is the one I said that you can draw on the screen to control the curve oh, again, because yeah. the Wii U had the little gamepad. Uh, here we go. Drums, drums, nice. That's a bass, like a bass guitar. Yeah. Looks like the pianos are back. Jazzy. Kind of, yeah, very jazzy. <laughs> oh, electric guitar! Oh, wow. My goodness, Sammy Hagar is in this band. <laughs> Should add a hint to the <laughs> That's really cool. Unexpected change of pace. Mm-hmm. Um, then the Kirby Planet Robobot, Robobot, Robobot. I'm not sure how it's pronounced. <laughs> It's a 3DS game for 2016, Composer Hero in June. Um, this one, uh, from what I remember, there's like a lot of techno like beeps and boops because it's like a robot world. So oh, let's gotcha. see what the theme song sounds like. No? Yeah, anyways. Beep, 
there's the peeps and boops. Xylophones. Yeah. Um, some strings. I'll have to listen to the whole track later. And then last game in this series, as far as this goes, is Kirby Star Allies from the Nintendo Switch. Um, 2018. The composer Hiro, June, and a new guy or lady, Utah Ogasawawar. Ogasawa. <laughs> Here we go. Game show. It does. It doesn't. It? <laughs> it's like a it. Price is Right <laughs> game. So here's now. It sounds more like Kirby floating around. Maybe. Yep. He's just having a good old time. Yep. No worries at all. <laughs> just sucking people up. <laughs> Spit them out. Spit them out. Taking their abilities. Yep. I guess Kirby and Yoshi do have that in common. They like eat enemies and oh, you're right. sometimes take their abilities. Mm-hmm. He can gulp or take the ability and or sh- throw their little egg. And he if he gets wi- if Yoshi gets wings, yeah, he can fly too. There's another game I was thinking about. I don't know. I didn't include it in here, but it's Kirby Mass Attack, where you can play as like eleven Kir- like the, you collect Kirby's and then you're like all of these little Kirby's that like at the same time. I don't know how it works, but hmm. I didn't include it because it's kind of a different take on this uh, game play. But yeah, like Kirby. Literally has like that golf game, yeah, pinball, yeah. There's um, like a there's a couple Tetris mm-hmm. versions. Yeah. There's like a tilt tilt and turn game where you like control it by like tilting this your device, mm-hmm. on, yeah, on the Game Boy, I think. Uh, really cool. They just like I don't know. They just thought of like everything possibly they could with Kirby yeah. in it. <laughs> Well, I guess Mario kind of has that same Mar- thing where he's got like all these sports games and like, it's a Nintendo thing. Yeah, they just they. Got, find characters people love and just <laughs> do all kinds of different them. games. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's get to our first beer before we get to some more music. We've got lots more to go. Uh, and this is our 450 Fountain of Juice. While we are getting the next beer ready, I just wanted to remind you that you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Drink and Geek Out. Get all sorts of cool, fancy updates and pictures. You can also check out our show notes and other fun stuff over on our website at drinkandgeekout.com. And you can email us any comments or suggestions at drinkandgeekout at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, please take a second to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, the Google Play Store, or wherever you get your podcasts. We also have a Patreon where you can get some fun bonus content, and that is patreon.com slash drinkandgeekout. And now, back to the show. For our in-beer, we have 450 North Fountain of Juice. We hop this double IPA with Citra, Amarillo, Eldorado, and Vic Secret. 
This beer comes in at 8% ABV, and IBUs are not available. <laughs> I guess we'll determine that. Yeah, we'll, we'll make it up. We'll make it up. And disregard the yelling and the dogs in the background. <laughs> um, can. I guess we'll start there, since there wasn't really anything to talk about. We've talked about 450 North hundreds of times. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, it's like a, what color would you say this is? Purple? White, um, royal blue lavender <laughs> yeah, yeah that's a type of purple um okay it says fountain of juice in sort of like a disney-ish princess font maybe mm-hmm. um there's a beautiful fountain with a butterfly floating around some flowers growing i was thinking like maybe a fountain you if you in like a video game yeah that's that's where i got this because in kirby there's a level called fountain of dreams Oh, and it's even a level in a couple of the Super Smash Brothers games, and it's got like this same fountain kind of in the background. Oh, yeah, nice. Um, but I think it's supposed to be a play on like Fountain of Youth, maybe like the name. Yeah, I've, that's what I'm thinking. Maybe if like we drink this, it'll make us younger. Oh, hopefully, Ooh, or sweet. it'll just make me fatter. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, cool can. Like all other cans, I like most of them. As far as the beer color, I had it around the seven area i think but it's hard to tell there's no light in this room so it's like mm. depending on what angle i look at it it's not super dark it's kind of golden orange it's very cloudy it's definitely cloudy yeah. it's one of those hazier boys mm-hmm. it's a nipa well my color is not pulling up so i guess you're on your own <laughs> you just have that ready i it was ready at one point i know you probably can barely see mine so what are you thinking? Uh, I was thinking like maybe Star Fox or like Clyde the Ghost. Um, I Kinda guess if we had more light, light yeah, in I was here, thinking like six, seven, eight somewhere maybe. If we had more light, I would probably put this maybe like a nine or ten. Okay. So yeah, okay, I can see that. I can see like the Nickelodeon splat. Nickelodeon splat. I think that's the one we've been using lately. Okay. I feel like <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, a lot of this style of beer is been the same so obviously the color is going to be similar yep uh let's smell her then the sure uh is juicy so that that's right i think yeah like when i put this on the table i could smell the pineapple already mm-hmm. just like Definitely. coming up yeah it's so freaking juicy very like tropical kind of citrusy Trop- yep tropical citrusy those types of juices i was already i've already had this beer before so while i was waiting for you to log in i was, I was drinking it so. oh really <laughs> so you were getting your thoughts yeah so beforehand yeah you can drink it anytime you want okay but i think it's really damn good even though it is a couple months old i think it still holds that juiciness really well and like the doubleness of the ipa like that alcohol i don't notice it coming through like the eight mm, percent that's fantastic <laughs> yeah this one's awesome Another great job by 450 North. Um, it's not too hoppy. I guess if I were to put the IBUs at maybe like 40 or 45. Yeah, I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, the 8% is like non-existent. <laughs> so you can get in a lot of trouble with this. Oh, definitely. If you drank the full, they come in four packs. If you did that in one day, you'd probably regret it. Mm-hmm. The mouthfeel is not as big as some of the other ones that are like, like the ripe nuggets. Yeah. I, I, did you get a chance to try it? I did have that one. The mouthfeel is like ridiculous. It's like drink, putting orange juice in your mouth. That's and... true. But this is also three month, two months old. So yeah. So it, yeah, it, it could have been. But And I don't remember. Was that a double or a triple? It was a double. Okay. So it's on the same. But on the wavelength. same. Um, but it might. 
Is this one dry hopped? Did they mention if it was dry hopped um, at all? I don't remember. It just says uh, with Citra, Amarella, El Dorado, and Vic Secret. So like. Okay, which I mean the dry hop, but up the hoppiness. Yes. The mouthfeel comes from like before, you know, <laughs> hand. Um, but no, it's really still really good and juicy, and um, maybe some of the nuggets might be better. But I, I actually I think some of them are worse too. So it's it's kind of right in the middle for mm-hmm. me. You know what I noticed though? What the the burn that Keith always talks about on the mm-hmm. down your throat, it's not there. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe as we get to the end of the glass where that stuff starts oh, to settle, right. we'll notice we'll really it more. see like the white stuff, which I do see it. It's there. The white. How bad is yours? Because I tried to make them even. No, yeah, they're about equal. Yeah. That's why I was spilling them because I was trying to mix them up in the glass. Okay. <laughs> um, let me go to the, the Duke, uh, Dustin's favorite website, Beer Advocate. There's only five ratings for this one, but that's actually more than some lately. Uh, it's got a exceptional rating with 4.04 out of 5. Um, and then for... That is going to be loud if you're going to breathe them like that. <laughs> um, on the rate beer side of things, there's only four ratings. So one less, and it's got an average of 3.38 out of 5, which is a little worse. Untapped. Got five friends that rated this. One of them was me. Ooh. For a 4.30 rating. 1,300 globally. Wow. 4.15. That's pretty damn good. Yeah. Let's see. Friends. You can keep mine a secret. Keep yours a secret. Okay. Our friend Patrick, because I know we mentioned him quite a bit. Yep. Said great beer, 4.25. Probably on the same thoughts as us. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. Dustin, the Ooh, Duke. He makes an appearance. He makes an appearance. Simply amazing. 4.5. Nice score. Yep. But he, he loves this style. He uh, always raves about the pineapple flavors and the tropical flavors of the IPAs. Does he? That was his style last year. This year is like the Deepas. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll just tell my score and we'll get on to some more music. I gave it, and I'm going to stick with this, a 4.25. I thought, I don't I think I wrote anything. Oh, I did. Did you see what I wrote? Oh, you did. You said like a Kirby episode. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? A Kirby music episode. So I was. I had this planning even back when I first tasted this. But no, it, like I was saying, it's really juicy. You know, the bitterness is like almost the perfect level, uh, and even the alcohol is not gonna like make you put it away because it's like overpowering or anything. It's like a good level there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and give it a 4.25 as well. Hand-holding hand club. Uh, I think the same thing. I think the level of hoppiness is perfect for what they want to do. Um, I don't get that burn yet, anyways. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens when I get to the bottom of the glass. <laughs> um, I like all the juice notes in here. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, the mouthfeel is not, not as big as what I've had in the but I'm okay with that, yeah. really. It's it's a nice like step down, so it's not like crazy like some other beers can get, where yeah. it's like just so overpowering and so mm. flavorful. This would be nice with like a cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> I would eat that. Like a che- yeah, I mean, it would be good. It wouldn't. I mean, like the cheeseburger still would be like oh my favorite thing, but this would like wash it down really yeah. well. You'd still and you'd still have like enough of your palate left after drinking this beer to taste the cheese. Yeah, it, it's not it, gonna it, destroy your mouth. Exactly. So I know some of these like big beers, you just probably should stick to like 
cheese and like, crackers. <laughs> yeah. But like I could eat a cheeseburger with this. Uh, very good. Very good job. Um, okay, back to the music. But first, oh, a little bit from that interview I was talking about earlier. Uh, the guy asked, I don't remember even what website I got this from or who was asking this question, but it says, what was the background in music before you started working for Hal? And how did you start working for Hal? I started taking music classes outside of school when I was a young child. And that's where I picked up the basic fundamentals of music. While I was in school, I took part in band activities and played wind instruments. Plus I was on trumpet. Uh, contrabass, electric bass, piano, and keyboard. Jeez, he's all over the place with instruments. I went to college to major in physics in the science department and actually had no intention of following a musical path. I was completely removed from music for some time. But it was while also while I was in school that I purchased a computer and played around with some programming. I quickly became fascinated with the games on my computer and started thinking about joining a video game company. Even so, I didn't have a programming-focused education, and I didn't really want to be a programmer. That is when I played Dragon Quest II and was blown away by its music. I then created my own program that played music and sent it to HAL, and they hired me to work on sound. So this guy's pretty intelligent. And he's like a music nerd. Yeah, and he's also like a nerd. Like He created this program. He wasn't even a program. He was in school for physics, and that he created this program so he could play music. <laughs> so what's the point of the physics degree <laughs> I think he changed I probably dropped out to work for Hal mm-hmm. um, so back to music green greens 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 is like the main level in Kirby games it's like if you're playing a Mario game and you think world 1-1 one, one, everybody can picture that it's like the basic the mm-hmm. block structure and green greens kind of has that same thing where it pops up in every game and then you fight the tree at the end and like it's always you suck the little apples off the tree and shoot it at it it's like always starts with that basically ah. um so with that i think they recycled the music for that level just and updated it throughout the series and i've got like a little mix here of different tracks from games and i'll try to play it and talk over it so this is from kirby's dreamland the original um Green Greens level. It'll probably be familiar. This is the most familiar one I'm I know of. Yeah. As I pause to take a sip of my beer. Um, then it switches up to this, so it's kind of like two songs in one almost. Because the way they fit together is kind of weird. This is the NES Kirby's Adventure. Same, like, basic concept. Yeah. Like, the undertones are a little bit different. Yeah. And they upgraded it a little bit, just Mm -hmm. based on what sounds they could create. There's that... Now, this is a Kirby's Pinball Land. I don't... We haven't really talked about that, so I'll skip ahead a little bit. Uh, here we go. Kirby's Superstar. So this is a remake, so they've really advanced the music a little bit to fit on the Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have, like, that kind of tinny, like, I don't know, like, 8-bit songs now. The 
Like you hear the bass. The, yeah. And there it's like. Burm, burm, it sounds like burm. more like instruments instead of like. Just it kind of balances tones. out the teeny. Yeah. Yeah. All right. This is Kirby's Tilt and Tumble. That's the game I was talking about. I think it was like a Game Boy Advance game or something. Okay. Where you had to like move it. Yeah. And, okay. Next, we have Super Smash Brothers, and you'll notice the difference when it comes here in a second. Oh yeah, <laughs> now it's like a big concert yeah, band. Because that's what the Smash Brothers games do—they make it like orchestral and big, and like because it's like a big battle, and yes, it's just like huge music in that game. Mm -hmm. being in high school again like the concert <laughs> band marching band playing this marching band. song <laughs> jazz band orchestra okay now back to the Game Boy Advance I believe this is Kirby's Nightmare in Dreamland which is a remake of the NES game This one adds like kind of like fluty sounds and stuff to it. Pretty good. Um, here we have Kirby's Squeak Squad. More whistly, I feel like. I don't have the years or anything written down for this part. Oof. is Kirby Superstar Ultra, which is a DS remake of Kirby Superstar, which was a remake. Jeez! <laughs> it's like they're not satisfied with the success of the original. Yeah. So like, well, let's do it again. Yeah. See what happens. And then like, bring it to a new market too. Like now these kids can, like this generation gets to play the original yes. game. Because the original Mario game has been released how many times now? Like, every system has had that. Mm -hmm. Super Smash Brothers Brawl. Ooh. So they even updated the Super Smash Brothers Melee and changed it up a little bit. And this is obvious. This is the epic yarn. Back to that acoustic piano style. Yep. A lot of piano. I don't know if that's a xylophone that, or it's just like a smaller piano. <laughs> like there's <laughs> like a like a main piano and then like a smaller piano. It sounds like. Well, I'm assuming they're probably like hitting a key yeah. on like one end of the piano and then like in the middle they're like doing like the doing the main part. Sounds like an oboe, maybe like you know, like a clarinet yeah. thing. This sounds like a recorder that I a recorder in middle school. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's one. totally a recorder. Yeah. That was played in middle school. <laughs> uh, skipping ahead a little bit. Cause that goes on. This is Kirby Mass Attack. It's like farting. Sounds. <laughs> See, now this is like 
marching band yeah. music. Where, like, the drums, like, kind of do, like, a break, and then you get back into the instruments, and then you have, like, a little break. And then you have, like, one group of instruments kind of have, like, a little solo. Oh, right. Return to Dreamland. This one kind of oh, goes back to the original, almost, with the high pitch whistly. Like, I mean, it's still... This is cool, like that. the synthesizing yeah. noises. I much prefer like the bass oh, to be in it. Yeah. Uh, Kirby's Dream Collection, which is probably, I'm just guessing here, Dreamland, Dreamland Two, Dreamland Three. Yeah, <laughs> that's why my guess. <laughs> They really upped the music on those. Because those were like Game Boy games. If that's what this is. Really These are a lot of violins like, like, and yeah, viola, string instruments. String instruments. Now we're getting into Kirby Triple Deluxe really different take on it. This is like totally different composers, I think. <laughs> yeah. More of that Yoshi sound. Was this a Wii game? I think this is a 3DS game. 3DS, okay. It kind of reminds me of the old sci-fi show Eureka. They had like a whistly theme song with it. Like this. Okay. I don't know, for some reason when I heard this I was thinking like Wii Sports for some reason. Oh yeah, it has that same type of style. Yeah. I noticed like the older, or like the more games they put out, like the newer the games, like the tempo comes down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it does. Yeah. The pacing, it's not... The pacing. Like, the, the original games are, like, so high. That's pace. Yeah. Right, this is actually Super Smash Bros. for the Nintendo 3DS. Because there's a level in this game where it's, like, the Game Boy screen is you're, you're fighting on with your characters. Mm-hmm. Sounds like more epic music. Yeah. Smash Brothers games are always real huge epic yep. orchestral songs. Uh, I think there's another one coming up. They really slowed it down at the end of this song. It's like you finally get to a conclusion yeah. of like the battle. Mm-hmm. We're about to win. <laughs> We're about to win the battle. Uh, this is Super Smash Bros. for the Wii U, which is basically the same game as the Nintendo 3DS game. Okay. They release them at the same time, same characters and everything, so it's just on a different system. So it'll sound very similar. I'll jump ahead.
Here we have Kirby and the Rainbow Curse. There, okay, I was gonna say, there's that, that. There it is, that, <laughs> that theme. It started out real again. different. They add a lot to this one. It still has the basic theme, but there's a lot more added to it, like in the background. Drums and all that. Got my foot tapping. <laughs> Makes me want to yeah, bob my head a little bit. <laughs> what kind of instruments are you think are in this one? I don't know. I obviously the drums, but like. I couldn't tell you what that, like, main instrument is. Yeah. Oh, here's the... When you clear a level. I like how they did this little mashup. Oh, the clapping. <laughs> Congratulations. We're done. You did it! You did it! Alright, you take this question. Alright, how would you describe the music of Kirby? For a character like Kirby, who's exceptionally nimble, despite having stubby arms and legs... I feel like the most suitable type of music has a fast tempo with frantic transitions as if the music notes themselves are dancing around. That's kind of what we were saying. Like, yeah. This music sounds like that. It's like frantic. <laughs> like you're in a hurry. Music like that naturally ends up having a richness that people don't get tired of hearing. But because you end up with so many sounds that way, I like to choose a phrase that will be the theme of my music and create var variations on it by making slight changes to the form and style. Then I take these variations and I try to reuse them over and over throughout my compositions. That's why the songs I write tend to repeat the same phrase or have remixed phrases while the transitions and actual notes are frantic and complex. When I compose my pieces, I don't give any thought to making them playable by human beings <laughs> at all. <laughs> in fact, I like to throw in some rather complex harmones, harmonies Harmonies, harmonies, sorry, harmonies, and phrases. So I do realize that Kirby's songs might be hard to play or hum, but despite the complex notes and structure, I think the reason why so many people still find Kirby's music enjoyable is because the songs only have a small number of characteristic phrases. Because game music is generally repeated while playing a game, players will get tired of it if it's too simple. I think it's important for game music to be complex rather than easy to grasp. And that makes a lot of sense, because when you're playing a game, it's going to repeat the same song until you finish the level, basically. So if a one-minute-long song, and you take ten minutes to beat this level, you're just going to hear it ten times, so they got to make them kind of more interesting yeah. than just have like simple notes. So he makes them more complex, weird transitions and all that to keep you more excited. I do, yeah. I definitely don't notice that. It's not like the same thing like over and over and over mm -hmm. again. Where you just learn to like tune it out. Yeah, exactly. You're like constantly like listening. Oh, like this is different. Yeah. You know, this is a new set of instruments, or whatever. Oh, this is a new theme, and, <laughs> and I, it, I like that. And it's funny how he says he didn't think about how humans could play it. It's just what he could do on his computer. And now it's you get like the Smash Brothers games where there's actual orchestras doing this. I wonder how hard it is for them to like recreate some of this. Right. Some yeah. Some of these classic songs. But another quick couple song. Uh, mashups not really mashups but you get to see how they evolve 
We got the Vegetable Valley theme. Vegetable Valley is another like game that reappears throughout the series. Oh, gotta turn it back up. So this is Kirby's Adventure from '93. I actually have the years on here, which is helpful. It's a little bit different. Yeah, something new. So this is on Nightmare in Dreamland, which is a remake of Kirby's Adventure. So they made it more listenable with the high-pitched, like, squealing noises in it. Right. Same, same basic structure. Now this is Kirby's Canvas Curse. And I've noticed on their songs, it's kind of like weird techno-y like sounding it's a lot of weird yeah I don't know this going on yeah but I think it's cool it follows the same pattern but it's just like I don't know what is this supposed to be <laughs> right like, how is this noise created <laughs> uh, this is Kirby Squeak Squad from 2006 And this sounds more like the Nightmare in Dreamland. This is the Super Smash Brothers Wii U version of the song. So, is this one of those like? That, <laughs> I don't know. It's those things that you like you push in, and you pull out. And like, uh, oh, the thing Weird Al plays. Oh, yeah, I can't remember the name of it. Uh, I'll think of it in a second. <laughs> And then we have, this is uh, Kirby and the Rainbow Curse, sorry, I'm to find it. This one sounds like you're in Italy or Europe or something. I, I think like Irish oh, yeah. music, you know, like yeah, yeah. Irish like step dance or something. Dark. Yeah. <laughs> explore a lot of like different ways yeah genres and ways to play the same notes yeah play the same different instruments music. and stuff it's really cool how they do that accordion accordion <laughs> yes <laughs> i just had to stop thinking about it <laughs> in order to remember it <laughs> all right um one more of those little dealios it's the float islands theme Starting with the original game, Kirby's Dreamland. Dog. Dog. <laughs> the dog's not actually in the song. That was <laughs> in the house. <laughs> yeah, just totally ignore that. <laughs> You never even heard it. This is Kirby's Dream Course, so I do have a song from that game. I lied to you. Oh. <laughs> but again, it's supposed to have, I think it's supposed to have like an islandy theme because it's Float Island. The game was so weird to figure out too. Like, like how to aim and how to aim, how to like shoot, like where. Um, 
like where you're even supposed to like go, like where the the hole was. And... All right, Kirby's Dreamland Two from 1995. I think this was Game Boy, maybe. Oh, yeah, I would probably guess Game Boy. I said it earlier, so go back and yeah, go back a little bit and listen. This is in the Ripple Field level, I guess. I think that's what that, that means. So they use the same song, but in a different level. Kirby Superstar. Mm. So they really make this easier to listen to. <laughs> I think like it's like smoother or something. It doesn't have like those drastic note changes. It always sounds like racing games. It does. Like an F-Zero or something. F-Zero, yeah. Which, interesting you say that. Kirby Air Ride, which is what this is, is a racing game. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. It's like a uh, like cruise in USA. Yeah. So Kirby Air Ride came out in 2003, and I think, like, Kirby, you're in the star... That's your car, and I never played it, but it's like a kind of like a Mario Kart game with Kirby characters. Um, Kirby's Canvas Curse from the DS, and this is the one that had that weird like techno-y kind of theme song, like so you still hear those elements. Mm-hmm. It's weird, like computerized or something. This is Kirby's Squeak Squad. And the level is Smash Ride. <laughs> like, one part of it, they, like, jacked up the tempo. Yeah. The other part of it, it's kind of, like, a little bit slower. But again, you feel like, yeah, you're, like, it, timing. It, it, you're timed. Like alternating sides, it feels like, too, in the headphones. Yeah, it does. It goes from, like, right to left, <laughs> and back over to right. This is Kirby Superstar Ultra, so this was the remake of the SNES game. Yeah, this sounds like a lot like the one that we heard yeah, exactly. a little bit ago. It's just a little more advanced because it's 10 years later. Mm -hmm. And then now we're getting into Kirby Planet Robobot. And this is what the robots, so. Yeah. Beeps and boops and that sort of. It's kind of crazy to hear like piano or whatever that is. And it's, you would think it'd be more like computerized. Cause it's a robot. Robot, yeah. It's like a lot. It's like several pianos. Yeah, I feel like. It's like yeah, you're a dueling piano. Dueling, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dueling pianos. And there's like somebody that has like a tambourine or like yeah. <laughs> but then there's that this which this kind of got a robot feel to it. The beep, 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 beep. Yeah, right here's like yeah. Yeah. 
kind of through the background throughout most of the song. Mm-hmm. It really gets noticed right there. I think it's time for another beer, actually. Yeah, I'm kind of thirsty. I'm. Uh, we finished this one while all that music was going on. Let's see if this one can top the fo- fountain of juice. On the Pints and Provisions podcast, we discuss the ins and outs of beer, brewing, and breweries in addition to all those crafts that pair well with beer, such as bourbon, coffee, food, and cooking. Join Evan, Ryan, Mark, and Dan on each episode where we discuss those crafts we love to imbibe. Here's a clip. I don't, I, I've got four full glasses over here. I need to figure out my glass situation <laughs> and, and before and you're, I pour this. You're the one asking you for more. Your own glasses. Yeah, he was, he was <laughs> the one next? that said, what's next? Well, there's a bunch sitting out. I thought maybe, uh, I, thought, I, I thought we were going to get those going, but. We are proud members of the Hopped Up Network, where you can find all our episodes. And also look for us on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean.com, as well as Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Cheers. For our out beer, we have Platform's Shake Me Down. Our next installment in a series of milkshake-style IPAs, Shake Me Down, features bright, candied, tangerine, and dank hop aromas. These elements discover a cozy home amidst a large, full-body, and pulpy orange juice clarity. The flavors displayed run the gamut from sweet orange, sherbet, citrusy American hops, and silky resins. This beer comes in at 8% IBV. Uh, ABV. I, that's a new one. <laughs> and IBUs are not listed. That seems to be typical with the milkshake beers. They don't do the IBUs because it probably depends on the age of the beer, so they don't want to tell you. Because like, if you have it fresh, the IBUs are going to be lower than if you wait two months or something. So maybe that's why they do it. I'm not sure. Somebody on another podcast said IBUs are like the least important thing. <laughs> that is true. That's like, <laughs> I mean... I. I think it's important for like the people people that are like new to the beer that don't like the bitter ones, so they can be like, "Oh, that one's like high on this scale, so I'll stay away from it." But usually, those people don't even know what an IBU is, so they wouldn't know to stay away from right. it anyway. I mean, it's probably important for like grocery stores or um, bit bars, yeah, or anybody like anybody distributing the beer mm-hmm. to know like, okay, is my like demographic gonna enjoy this? Right. But really, to like me and you, it doesn't really give a you don't really give a damn about it i don't even know like this one seems better and then sometimes we're like this is 100 ibus but it only tastes like 50 to me (laughs) right yeah like why does it matter doesn't make a difference (laughs) well the color doesn't really make a difference either but we like to (laughs) we like to say what it is it's fun that way (laughs) um the can it's a really cool can it's got like a lot of oranges and like light oranges dark oranges like a fall kind of pattern in the yeah i think immediately i think of the candy corn uh, yeah, it's because it does. It has like that white color, the darker color, and, and the and the, the orangish yellow. Yeah, it's like a candy corn and stripes, and then it's got like polka dots also on there. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, I just noticed it's like a zigzag pattern ish. Mm. Um, the platform logo I noticed during the Hamilton episode we did a uh, the Taxman platform uh, crossover whatever ca- collaboration beer. Yeah. In the light bulb, if you look closely enough, you can really see it on this one. On the Taxman, it was like this big because it had the big Taxman logo. But if you look in the light bulb, there's like wheat and there's like buildings. Mm. So like that must be like the cityscape from because they're in like Cleveland or it's in Ohio. I don't Mm -hmm. one of those C towns. That's pretty clever. Yeah, I like I like their logo. 
Um, and then Shake Me Down is kind of like a different font than their normal font. Kind of looks like it's just kind of looks like hand drawn, handwritten like, on a marker, like a sharpie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I also like on the can how they list all that information on the side. Yeah, that's really awesome. Um, it says like the grains and the hops and the yeast and the oats and all that and the plateau. So the IBUs they actually say it's zero. Oh. There are no IBUs, no bitternesses. Um, we'll be the judge of that. <laughs> <laughs> like we know what yeah. we're talking about. We always just make up a we thing. We just anyway. make it up, yeah. Um, and the plateau is the gravity, I think. So it's 19.25. I don't, that seems like it's not important either. I've never no. even I think that's a little bit it. high from what I've seen. Probably. I don't know why more breweries don't do this. It's like the best thing for us anyway. Like yeah, I for mean, podcasters. <laughs> but maybe they don't because they want you to come to their social medias yeah, or maybe. their websites. But I just, I think everybody should do that. Mm-hmm. And they even have like their Ohio, like how Indiana cans starting to have like the Indiana Craft logo. Yep. Now they're they since they're in Ohio, it says Ohio Craft Beer. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's pretty cool. I like the can. Yeah, really colorful, and I noticed it right away, and I was like, oh, Shake Me Down, milkshake-style IPA, definitely getting that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know what the date is on it. There wasn't a date on the thing, so I know when I poured it, it was chunky. Like, you, I can see a lot of chunk, like, floaters in there, so it's probably not super fresh, because that's... I have you, a lot at the you, bottom. Yeah, that's usually a, a way to notice, or a way to know how old it is, just based on how it starts to... Chunkify. It settles. Yeah. Like that, yeah. Uh, Color, I think it's a little darker. Or it's darker in here because it's an hour later. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I do feel like it's darker than the um, IPA we had. Mm -hmm. It's still 8%, so it's the same there, like on alcohol. But I would go... I mean... I'd scroll down a little bit on this color wheel. I'm more like 12, 13. Yeah. I might even say like 14. Yeah. But, you know, a little more light. Yeah, 12 or 13. Let's go with the Samus Morph Ball. Samus Morph Ball? We don't use that one very often. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to just go along with the Nintendo theme. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, smell it. Similar kind of juiciness to it. Similar juiciness. Not not as like pineapple or anything. Yeah. Like sm- grapefruit. Yeah. You smell the grapefruit. Uh-huh. And I also can kind of smell like the, the creaminess somehow. Like I can tell it's going to be like... Not bit like it's not bitter. It's more of like a mellow creaminess smell. Mm-hmm. I saw you sipping it, so I hurried up and fell it <laughs> To this, to me, is a lot more sour. Like, 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 this, like the orange isn't all the way ripe yet, or something. Like, it's yeah, kind of got that kind of flavor. Mm-hmm. Typically, grapefruits have are pretty sour. Yeah, that too. Um, this is yeah, I definitely agree. They're more sour. This is as far as the like milkshake mouthfeel mm-hmm. way down. No, it's it's not really there much. It, yeah, it's still kind of got that. Um, what do I want to say? How it kind of tingles on your tongue, and it's not like it doesn't really have that creaminess that you would think with the smell. Like it's still, I feel like there's still hops, like a little bit of hops mm-hmm. in here. I mean, even if it's only like ten. Yeah. But I mean, it's still dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Just have to ignore those. I can't do anything. I got five of them. What do you think? You like it? I do enjoy it, but I, it's not super milkshakey for me. It's more of just like a kind of a good IPA. Mm-hmm. With I know it's kind of weird. You you drink it like on the front and the back. You get like the milkshake mm-hmm. and the 
citrus and whatnot. And then, like, in the middle there, it gets kind of, like, flat. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's It kind of loses a little bit of the taste, the mouthfeel. No, I, I get that for sure. And it's just weird. I, I don't know. I just feel like there should be kind of, like, more of a hop flavor in this, maybe. Mm-hmm. Or, I don't know. It's something's, like, missing from yeah, it. Yeah, it needs more of the, I think, milkshake, like... Whether it's like the lupulin powder or whatever, just to give it that. Make it more creamy. Yeah, more of like a vanilla-y type thing. Yeah. Ooh, vanilla would be delicious in here. (laughs) Yeah. It'd be more like like, like a dreamsicle instead of just like orange sherbet. Mm Mm-hmm. But I'm sure the brewer probably like thought they nailed it, you Mm -hmm. know, what they were going for. And that's fine. I think it's good. It's just kind of not exactly what I was expecting it to be. Right. But I definitely don't think it's like bad by any means. No, it's not bad by any means. This maybe just threw me off a little bit. Yeah, what, especially when you go from 450, who's like perfected it, and then you go to this and you expect it to taste like that. It, right. It, it's kind of a hard. You, should, you really shouldn't do them back to back like that. Maybe or maybe reverse the order. Or reverse something. order, yeah. But <clears throat> since the only milkshakes I had were from 450, mm-hmm. like they do the. Um, I don't know, the one with the pineapple. They did yes, that pina colada. The, yeah, the Fresh Fruits. Fresh Fruit, yeah, that Fresh Fruit, fresh fruit, fruit series. Fresh, 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 fresh <laughs> That series is, like, so heavily, like, milkshake. Yeah, it just tastes like you're drinking a milkshake with some beer poured into it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's just uh, tough competition. Like, yeah. We're stacking up this with that, and <laughs> maybe we shouldn't be, but, I don't know, we just come up with the expectations. Right. I'll try to when I review it, do it on its own instead of, like, trying to compare it. Yeah. Because um, I have Belgium. Uh, speaking of reviews, Beer Advocate, there's only seven ratings. So it's got a 3.99 out of five, which is very good. I think if it was four out of five, that's, like, exceptional. So it's, like, right on the cusp of 3.99. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and... On Rate Beer, there's six ratings in, ooh, not as good, 3.15 out of 5. Untapped. Globally, 2,060 ratings, 3.81. So, pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I was just going to the serving style. It looks like mostly cans and draft, and they have the identical score of 3.83, which is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was scrolling through to see if there's any good reviews that I can make fun of. Mike G on Untapped said, Orange, creamy, sweet, good hot background, balanced, and damn delicious. Damn delicious. Hashtag Ohio Craft Beer. Aaron B. Very good, but not great. Yep, I'm, I'm, I'm right there. Yeah. So this one says, the flavor was tart, lemon, meringue, I think that's supposed to be meringue, uh, lime, and pineapple. With some lingering lemon finish. I didn't really notice, like, lemon or lime when I was drinking it. Does this taste mango at all? I thought it was tangerine, but... Tangerine? I don't know. I just got a little bit of mango. I come down to the bottom of it, and I saw, like, all the stuff that settled. (laughs) Yeah. So I gave it a nice twirl. Oh, that's where, like, you get a lot of the flavor, because that's a lot of the flavor releases. And I'm just getting, like, a little bit of mango. I could see that. So I think think at first we were missing some stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. We didn't stir it up real well. Yeah. I think, yeah, after you do that a couple of times, it's mm-hmm. it's much more well-balanced. Like Yes. It smooths out, smooths out a little bit more. The flavors kind of flow together a little bit more instead of being so dramatic. Yeah. So maybe, like, 
maybe at first we were missing something, like mm-hmm. truly we're missing mm-hmm. something, just because it wasn't like mixed up. It, yeah, well, enough. it kind of settled and all the chunks were at the bottom, so yeah. we had to. So I might be a little bit more kind to this one. Yeah, I'll probably stick with my original score just because I had it on its own. I think I probably let it set and stir up up and have it like as you're supposed to drink it rather than splitting it between two people and all right, that. Right, yeah. But since, while you decide on your score, you already know what mine is. I'll just say it so the listeners know. I gave it a four, and I said it was a nice sweet tangerine flavor with some bitterness. So, like, um, this was probably a month ago. I don't know. Whenever we released this episode, it was a while ago. But <laughs> from this recording, it was a month ago when I drank it. I had it on its own. It was the only beer I had that night. And I think it, it stands out a little bit better when you just drink it by itself and you have it properly mixed up and all the flavors are kind of flowing together. And it just, I really noticed tangerine at the time. And there's still some bitterness, so the, the zero IBUs kind of throws me off when, you, when the can says that. But I still think it's a pretty solid beer. It's not like 450 standard beer, but... For what it is, I think it's pretty good. I, maybe not a milkshake, but just like a good IPA. Mm, yeah. And I went 3.75, mostly because I don't want to hold your hand again. <laughs> <laughs> but I agree. Um, I don't know. This one's throwing me off a little bit. I like the the orange and the tangerine, the mango that I did get later yeah. on. Mm-hmm. Um, but like as a milkshake, I'm exactly. not really like seeing it. And the, but then as an IPA, it's like okay, the IBUs are really low, mm-hmm. so that's like kind of throwing me off it's too. Like a, in, in the middle ground, yeah, it's somewhere. in the middle ground there. It's like it's like, do you want to be a milkshake? Do you mm-hmm. want to be a like an IPA? I, I don't know, but it's enjoyable. I can drink it. It's different enough where it's kind of a nice change of pace too. Yes, so did a pretty decent job. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the brewer was happy with how it came <laughs> out, and maybe it was different, like especially. If you just drink it on tap or whatever heat, like if you have it there, it's, I'm sure it's fresh, brand new. It's, yeah, it's like, a lot different than being canned and yeah. Six give me this old. like on the tap, like just brewed like three or four days ago, mm-hmm. and it's like yeah, this would be a killer beer. I'm sure it would be. It's hard to say like this, since these beers don't have a date on it, which kind of irks me a little bit. I when you buy them, you don't know how long they've been on the shelf, right? So like this could have been there. I I go there like once a month, and it wasn't there last month, so I know it was had just arrived there in the last month. But how long did it take to get from Ohio to this liquor store in Indiana? Like that's a good point, <laughs> because the, maybe like they were still distributing, I don't know, like three months ago or yeah. something. Like they brewed it, and like the liquor store finally was like three months later. Like, oh okay, I'll try that one. Yeah. I haven't had that one in my store yet. Yeah, because it's like old people that own it and they're like even when i bought it the guy was like milkshake ipa that's interesting <laughs> like, you work here this is <laughs> you, your yeah, store you, this is what you do you don't know. Like, but i think that's fair four to 3.75 yeah um, yeah Can't be mad I, about i'd that. be interested if any of you listeners have tried this let me let us know on social media what you think because it's it's different and i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing and i'd be curious of your thoughts yeah so at drinking geek out wherever you do your socials yeah you'll find this you'll find the pictures up on instagram and you'll find our post on twitter Mm -hmm. let us know what you think all right let's get back to the show i swapped out my pail for a dustin hello guys (laughs) i'm gonna try to do my very best pail impressions but the allergies are getting me right now yeah i can hear it's a little stuffy yeah yeah i took 
I took my Allegra this morning and then also a sinus and allergy, uh, like a Sudafed, but like one of those cheap ass ones. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, the Walgreens. Wal-fed. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we got one more song. Well, yeah. One more song, the gourmet race, which is one of the more popular Kirby songs. Mm-hmm. It's in like every game basically. Right. And, and uh, I think I have like 11 different versions of that. So let's start with Kirby Superstar for the Super Nintendo, I believe. Sounds right if it's Super Nintendo Superstar. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I did make a list. I think I remember seeing that on there. I didn't write down. Well, I have the years, but. Well, if you tell the year, we can probably figure it out. I have to scroll all the way back to the top of the top. This is upbeat. 96, yeah, it's Super Nintendo. Which I think this is the the second. uh, It's also in the first game, but for whatever reason, I don't have that version. So um, sometimes these these are like really hard to find. Yeah. These MIDI files. (laughs) Very fast paced. Yeah. Kind of gets you going. Yeah. Like you're doing something. I haven't played Kirby at all. No Kirby games. No Kirby. Well. No Kirby games for me. Allison was the the Kirby person. Uh, but this, I feel like I'm doing something right now yeah. that's important. I'm jazzed about it. But I also tell it's the Super Nintendo for sure. Um, this is the Kirby Dreamland Three, which might be an NES game. I come. They're out of order. I don't know what happened. This might be a Super Nintendo game, too. Yeah, it sounds very similar. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know when they switched to the Super Nintendo, they updated their the music format because yeah. they're able to store more. <laughs> Twice the amount of storage. Yeah. But it basically sounds a little bit uh, heavier, too. Womp, 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 More bass tones yeah. or something. Compared to the other one, yeah. It also has that weird, like, high-pitched the thing we talked over a second ago. Mm-hmm. This is from Sand Canyon 2. It's not actually called Gourmet Race in this version. Right. And then going ahead a little bit to Smash Bros. 64. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now this is a recognizable yeah. tune for me. I was sitting there wondering. I was like, I know this sound. <laughs> yeah, it's in Melee also, which I have. Yeah, but 64 was just the the eight characters plus the four bonus. That's all you really need. Yeah, it, and it was like all straight Nintendo characters back at that mm-hmm. time. Now they just had all these weird characters and a bunch of like Japanese only recognizable characters. It's like right. all these Marth and Roy's that I don't know that game. Yeah, let's go grab Capcom characters. Yeah. I mean, I like Mega Man. Don't be wrong. And Sonic is cool. I yeah, mean, it's right. awesome that they're actually expanding, but. You really only need the Nintendo characters. Yeah, this this brings me back. Uh, then we have Kirby 64, the Crystal Shards. I think this one sounds a little weird, from what I remember. It's like more techno-y or something. Mm-hmm. It sounds a lot like the Smash. Yeah. But then this this has a little bit of the... More like electronic dancey music. Yeah, dude, I'm at the club. <laughs> Glow sticks. Yeah, you don't see me, but I'm waving my arms. 
more of the same, but just a little different instruments or whatever. Right. Then we have the melee version, which is full orchestra. And it has a weird slow intro, but it'll get recognizable in a second. So this plays every time you select him? This is the Fountain of Dreams level. Oh. Like the big fountain level. This is the song that plays in the background during the fight. You're right, it does. Mm -hmm. Sure, this is also the same track that's in Brawl. Yeah, I th it pretty much is exactly the same. Yeah. That's why I didn't include that one. I think it's Brawl on the was on the Wii, right? Yeah. And the the Melee was on the GameCube. Yes. Okay. And then it's in the new game too, but what Ultimate? Yeah, but I don't have that version because when I made this list, that game hadn't come out yet. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Yeah, that's the dangers we're coming into. Uh, next all is, the games keep coming up yeah and this episode was supposed to come out like eight months ago <laughs> like we started recording this in october um kirby nightmare in dreamland it's a game boy advanced version remake of the original game but it includes that slow yeah. intro it definitely sounds like a game boy I don't know how anything can sound like a Game Boy, but it definitely does. Because you can hear the limitations. So. Yeah, it's back to like almost 8-bit sounding. Mm -hmm. It just sounds like one or two instruments, whereas you come off Melee where it's a million different horns and drums and stuff. Mm -hmm. Leads us to Kirby's Canvas Curse, which is a DS game. Back to the weird robotic techno mm -hmm. stuff. It's in a level called Paint Panic, so I guess like this like panic. Yeah, oh yeah, sounds like that. Sure. I don't like it. I know it's real off the wall. Right. Um, that takes us to Kirby Epic Yarn. Yeah, or like a uh, what a what say like a like the 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 harp loop thing that uh, <laughs> that uh, Link plays. Yeah, you know, the, the ocarina. Yeah, ocarina. Was it an ocarina in Link to the Past? Is that what you had to like unlock and to be able to fly and stuff? Um, I think it might have been a flute or something at that time. A lot of piano use in yeah. this epic yarn track. It's like a like a stand-up piano, uh, kind of like 1920s. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> like a black and white movie, <laughs> right. silent movie. You have someone like excited in the background tapping their foot. <laughs> yeah, we're doing this, boys. <laughs> 
then we've got Triple Deluxe. I think this is a 3DS game. Yeah, back to being simple. Yeah, like just little strings. Yeah, the plucking. Whistles. Uh, Gordon, maybe? Oh, yeah. Kind of has a weird owl feel. Mm -hmm. Like folk music. <laughs> This song will be stuck in your head the rest of the day. It, it will be. <laughs> I'll be sitting there having a beer. <laughs> I do like this though. Then we got the Planet Rabobot version, which is back to the annoying sound, I think. Oh, yeah. But it's fitting, it's in a robot type game. You can hear like pistons and stuff. Sounds like it's the theme of the game. Right. I don't enjoy I'm trying it. Trying to think of like like F Zero music. Yeah, I could hear that. And then lastly, we have Star Allies. There we go. Much better. Star Allies was a Wii version or a Wii U version, wasn't it? I believe so. Yeah. might have been on both games. They did that a lot. Oh, <laughs> the yeah, Wii games, really, they just really. ported them over. Yeah, it, it'll work. <laughs> and now they're doing it again. Now all the Wii U games are coming to Switch because Wii U didn't sell as well as they hoped. I had one. Or I still have one. I just don't have a Switch yet. Wii U is the only one I don't know. Yeah. I never got a GameCube. Well, correction, I did have a GameCube. That's another story. <laughs> we'll get to that on our GameCube episode. Yeah. You know that's coming. Alright, well let's let this play out. Hope you enjoyed their Kirby romp. I still have more songs, but this episode's getting to be like an hour and a half almost. Right. So. There's also like seventeen to twenty Kirby games. Yeah, so, so we we'll can do a definitely can go follow up or maybe I'll just do those on Patreon or something. Right. I mean, it's not like Mario. There's 120 Mario games. Exactly. And so we were able to make a Mario Kart episode, a spooky <laughs> Mario, Mario So there'll be more Mario games. Yeah, there's going to be, be the Luigi episodes coming up, too. Yes, excited Spooky for that. Luigi. Strictly mansion movies. Or mansion games. level. Or yeah. Mansion, yeah. Mansion episode. Mm -hmm. So what else we got coming up um, next week? All right, next week uh, we should be doing e probably a Donkey Kong. Excited uh, for that one. Yeah, definitely looking forward to that one. I'm still working on the list for that. Uh, it should be good. Uh, we have E3 coming up soon. Uh, it's next week or the week after that is when it yeah, is. So I'm not like sure. June 11th, June 11th or 14th yeah. or something. So, Towards uh, the end of June maybe yeah. we'll have episodes. Yeah, we'll, we'll probably... I don't think there's enough content to do three-part episode like we did. I don't even think PlayStation's or Sony's going this year. Yeah. So I think we talked about that on an earlier episode. Right. I know Microsoft is going, and then there's Nintendo. So if, if, if we do one extended episode, it'd be cool if we do you know break it down into two parts. We're probably still going to do uh, half-cast for both. But uh, we're looking forward to that. Uh, this month is Tune Month, if you can tell. We were playing <laughs> tunes. Tunes. Um, I made a joke 
of a logo. <laughs> I don't know if you guys will see it, but it was awesome. Uh, <laughs> I was like, what is our theme? What are, what are we doing? He's like, well, I have it tuned June. I'm like, perfect. I have the, I have the, the best, best one, idea. the best idea ever. And I made us a Looney Tune. <laughs> it's amazing. I'll, I'll probably throw it out there yeah, just for... Uh, I mean, you did all the work, so I might as well put it out somewhere. Yeah, put it out there just to show it. It'll just be a partial. It, w- it won't f- be like full logo or anything, but it'll just be the faces just so we can have fun. Uh, but we had Daffy. Bugs. Bug. Daffy, is his name's Daffy, right? Daffy Duck? Yeah. Okay, I couldn't remember. <laughs> I just knew he was a duck. Uh, we had Bugs. We had the Tasmanian Devil. And then we had uh, Semi Sam. Yeah. Yeah. I want. I was gonna do the pig one, but I felt that that was just too easy to make someone bald. <laughs> yeah. For, draw some ears on them. More square nose or something. Yeah. So uh, the logo that you see right now is the the official logo. I'll definitely tease the the logo. <laughs> the uh, the Looney Tunes one. Pretty excited. Uh, and then yeah, you'll see a, a finalized schedule uh, for sure that's coming out. But Kirby this week, Donkey Kong next week, and then E3 at the end of the end of the month will be uh, pretty exciting we're also uh coming up on the year mark oh uh, yeah the beginning 50, of july yeah 51 episodes <laughs> in a year it's crazy <laughs> if you count patreon we've had like 60 episodes oh i know i know it's it's insane i'm still waiting for uh pale's last episode i haven't listened to that oh yeah listen to that one yeah yeah still waiting to get up there and on his yeah he did all the game of thrones episodes. yeah pretty exciting all right, so stay tuned this oh. month <laughs> for more fun stuff. And until next time, drink, drink up, up and, and geek, geek out. Proud member of the Hopped Up Network. Good to go. Oh, time out. <laughs> I'm not stopping it, so this is blooper, <laughs> blooper time. I gotta get my page scrolled down a little bit. You were supposed to be well, there's dogs barking anyway. Untapped. Got one friend that tried it. 4.0. I'm going to save that because that was you. I'm going to save it. <laughs> or I already said it, didn't I? You said it. I'll, God. I'll, I can edit that out. Shit. Okay. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs>